Welcome to Homemade Sessions, where we explore and research entrepreneurs making waves across their different industries. There you go. We got it. We're official. We're recording. I love it. <laughs> Man, I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. Technical difficulties, but we'll get it right. We'll get it right. Um, so I definitely want to officially introduce you to the podcast. Um, so the pod is the homemade podcast. Um, it's called Homemade Sessions. Um, and we talk to folks who are making waves in the industry, whether it be entrepreneurs or real estate um, folks. We just talk to folks who are doing big things in their different industries. Um, so definitely wanted to talk to you now, officially the head of agent development for Compass. Um, I wanted to jump in and just kind of talk a little bit about your backstory because sure. you talk about what you're doing today. You, you're usually the one asking folks questions. So <laughs> um, to be on the other side, but uh, so how'd you get into real estate? Like just walk us back to how it got started. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for having me on. And and I love a your taste in barber and b your taste in in whoever buys your t-shirts. It's just brilliant. So everyone in the call knows if you're listening. Uh, we're both bald and we both wear black t-shirts. So uh, it's going to be a really fun uh, session we're going to do today. Um, but John, thanks you know so much for having me on. I'm definitely humbled and honored to be here. And uh, to give you a quick little background, um, you know I. Grew up when I was growing up in, you know, every kid thinks about what they're going to be. I always knew I was going to be a teacher. And I knew that from a very early age. It's really all I wanted to do is be a high school history teacher. And uh, I went to college, went to Syracuse University, graduated from there, with my undergrad and master's. Got a great job at Haverford High School here in PA, right outside the Philadelphia, uh, city of Philadelphia in the suburbs. And uh, pretty quickly realized how poor I was. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to the interact. <laughs> so I knew I was poor, you know, I was always a poor college kid. And we were in poor before that, but then you get a job and you're finally like, yes, I'm going to make money. And you're like, no, I'm poor again. <laughs> and, uh, the reality is like, I needed a side hustle and I, I coached, uh, girls, ninth grade girls softball, which I've never coached softball. You know, I was an athlete, but I never, right softball I didn't know anything I barely knew how to the rules etc but you know you make a little money there you did coverages in school but I was piecing it together right. and I always remember having a conversation with a guy named Bill Curry and he was it was parent-teacher night afterwards we all went out to a bar it was October of 2021 or 2001 I, I apologize okay. really long time ago and he said, he's like, well, if I could go back and do it all over again, I'd get my real estate license, sell real estate part-time and teach full-time. Wow. So the next morning I go into my classroom, I Google, you know, real estate schools. I find yeah. Poly Associates in Newtown Square, which is like 20 minutes down the road. Yeah. And I sign up for my real estate license and I bang it out in four weekends and I'm a realtor. That Ooh. was it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it just literally came from that. That's so dope. Um, yeah. So how far was that like the beginning of your, like, what was that a couple of years into teaching or like? Yeah, it was the beginning of my second year. And then okay. I got my, I finally got my license. Like, you know, it, it took me a little while to sign up for the courses. Once I signed up, like yep. we had two weekends and then there was a break and then another two weekends. So a total of four weekends. And I got licensed in May of two, 20, 2002. 
Okay. Uh, is when I got my real estate license. That's so. cool. So you started practicing then or doing part-time at least. Um, how was 2008 for you guys? So like, when did you pull the bandaid and say, hey, uh, this isn't just a part-time thing. I'm doing this full-time. And then how was it going through, hey, recession time? Like, yeah. it's real. Yeah. Well, so it, I did I did both for three years because okay. you know, I worked my entire life to become a teacher. You know, right. when you're poor, yep. all you crave is stability. And yep. I spent, you know, I, I had lots of scholarships, but I, you know, I had personal loans for Syracuse and I went to this great mm-hmm. school yeah. to learn how to be a teacher. And then I'm debating leaving it all behind to sell houses. Wow. hundred yeah, percent commission. Like, so it took me about, three years to get to the point where I, I knew it was not just a, a flash in the pants and like, you know, luck, a stroke of luck, like yeah. the market was good and it'll go away. Hell yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I went full time in June of 05. It was my last like class that I sort of, you know, saw through wow. high school. And I went full time in June of 05. And then, you know, things are going great, right? And yeah. I'm, you know, making yeah. money and I'm, I'm hustling. It's and a hot market. Um, <laughs> everyone on this call that was not selling real estate prior to 2008, like getting a mortgage was like, you know, almost like signing up for a credit card at, in college and getting the free towel or the free movie <laughs> thing. Yep, yep. it I literally was that easy and, yep. and 100 financing i remember i was getting people in the houses for like 100 or 200 out of their pocket jesus right Christ. because yeah 100 yeah. financing max out assist yep. whatever yep. we it, it yep. was a whole different world um none of us really knew we were building a house on cards but that's what happened the whole right. thing collapsed right and i'll always remember you know, I think it was October of 08 was the first month where I never sold a house. Like, did, didn't yeah. put anything under contract. Yep. Really, the world was ending, right? I mean, right. Right. Lehman I mean, Brothers was going out of business. Like, you know, you were sitting at a closing table. You weren't sure if the loan was going to fund or not. Right. 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 You had no idea what was going on. And it was just a really, really um, interesting time for him to go through. And I remember... You know, there's the, the, those couple moments of fear that hit you, but then very quickly, it was also this moment of opportunity because of the fact that we had, um, at that time, they passed the first time home buyer credit. Yep. And this is actually an $8,000 credit if you were a first time home buyer to buy a home. And the, the timing of that was really good for me because most of the people I was working with were first time home buyers. Cool. And it was sort of this like injection in the arm of like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And every agent that survived 2008 and thrived in 2008 were the ones that sort of did not pay attention to the news. You didn't pay attention to the uh, people that were talking about how bad it was. What you did is you put your nose down and you worked and you wow. worked and you sat open houses and you dug and you find, found the opportunities that existed. And I think 2008 is a year I look back as one of the defining moments of my career where the easiness of selling real estate yeah. of the previous years was erased. And the reality is this was the first time I started treating it like a business, gotcha. treating it like, you know, like a routine where I had to wake up every single morning and I always yeah. worked really hard. I always was running really hard, yeah. but 2008 was the first time where I was like, all right, 
Let's fucking go. Go. Yeah. Let's, let's do go. this. Yeah. Yeah. We're from the Northeast, so we curse a lot. Um, I try to like, <laughs> I try to stop myself, but I can't help it. Like, I just can't do it. So it's all good. Go, yeah. like, do do what you got to do. Um, so that's so like important to me. So like, one of, I mean, what's that from Atomic Habits? Like, we fall to the level of our systems. What is it like? We don't yeah. rise to the level of whatever. We fall to the level of our systems. Like, I so much think that, like, and I've almost taken a step back this year in, like, building my own team and really focus on the systems. And I love that, that you do so well in your business. It's like you've got all these templates and all these things that you guys put together to help drive your business. Is Did you guys literally take off in 2008 instead of, or, like, did you see after after yeah. things kind of bottomed out that you started to go on your upward trajectory? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I necessarily took off with it. I would say I, I got through 2008 a lot better than other people will say because gotcha. of the fact that um, I, in some ways I already knew how to be poor. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I'm not saying I was, but no sweat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no sweat. And, and in some ways I operated without fear, right? Yeah. And I think that's the kind of thing when, you know, fear is not it, it can be a good thing it can be a sign that there's a big thing coming and i think yeah. that's in essence what happened right like yeah. i felt that initial fear yeah. what the difference happens is what you do with it and and you're the people that feel fear and run right or hide or cower yeah. those are the ones that don't accomplish anything gotcha. and for me i i feel fear like any other normal human being difference that you need to think about is when you feel fear fear is a sign of something great coming yeah i like that i like that and 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 then when you feel that fear you realize that usually the other side of it is going to be awesome yeah and whatever it might be getting divorced getting married having kids yep getting a new job launching a new business like you think about these moments in your life when you felt fear but then you think about the other side of that mountain, so right. to speak. Right. What, right. Did, what was the experience once you climbed the mountain and got to the other side and saw over the hill? Yeah. That's what it's all about. So I actually yeah. enjoy at this stage of my life when I feel fear because it means something big is coming. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I love that. And most people look at it the opposite way. Like, I feel like I've got a lot of friends. So I came from corporate America. So I've got a lot of friends who are in real estate or got into real estate because it's like, everything is great. Like these last two years, like I've got friends now who are like, I want to be a realtor. And I'm like, no, you don't want to be a realtor. Like you really don't want to do this. You know, like you're just, you saw what happened two years ago, but I feel like for you, I mean, like, or for anybody who can face that fear head on and accomplish and like get after it, like you said, it's like the sky's the limit, right? Um, It is. So what do you think, like, are those like success traits of those like truly top agents who, you know, can face the fear and really overcome and become top of class? Because you see the the gap. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think the, the first word that I'll give you three words that come to my mind. Okay. The first word is consistency. Yep. Cool. And the top agents all will do different things in different ways. Okay. But what they do do is they do whatever it is consistently. Got it. 
Got it. Whether Got it. it's you know luxury, whether it's lead generation, whether it's marketing, whether it's fill in the blank. Like yep. you take you go to a market and if you did a survey of the top agents, they all are different, but uh-huh. the common trait most likely is consistency in effort of what they do. Yep. Yep. Whatever facet. Got it. You got it. So that's, that's number one. The second thing is authenticity. Top agents know who they are. Yeah. And they, they don't buy into this comparison society that we live in. Right. Um, Because of the fact that they know who they are and they practice real estate authentically. Meaning they, when you operate in a world where you're trying to be someone you're not, you are, you're never going to be successful. Never. I like it. Yeah. When you operate to who you are and the people that know you and the people that interact with you feel that and they're like, this is who you are. Yeah. That's where you, you start combining. So now you take consistency, you add in authenticity. And the final thing that I would throw out there is providing value, right? Whoever provides the most value wins. Yeah. And this, yeah. this is, this is also the, the compass story. If we were talking about Absolutely. real estate, right. You can go anywhere in the real estate industry and you're going to find hundred percent commission companies, capped commission models. Yeah. You, you'll see it across the board, but when you actually find a company that provides massive value, what you can accomplish there is 10 times what you can accomplish where all they're providing is a very high commission split. Heck right. Yeah. Yep. And the same applies to real estate agents with their clients. Like I can find a hundred realtors in a marketplace that'll sell my house for the lowest possible commission. Yeah. I don't want those hundred. I want the one who's going to actually generate a return on my investment, which is commission in order okay. to maximize what I'm doing. So I think three, three main things to think about as a top agent or to become a top agent are consistency, authenticity, and then providing value. You okay. do those three things and then you do it over and over and over. Once again, repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Well, you're going to be successful. I can't tell you what your business is going to look like, right? Because you're going to have different models that work for different people. But I can tell you almost definitely you're going to be viewed as a success in the eyes of people around you. I love that. Because I feel like everybody has this like, you know, this very structured perspective of what's going to make a top realtor. You know, I'm going to put on my button up shirt. I'm going to put on my loafers and I'm good to go. I'm out. But like, realistically, like, I mean, even for me, like I'm usually in a t-shirt, you know, I'm, yeah. I might go to some listing appointments and I'm at open houses, of course, you know, buttoned up. But the reality is like, you come to the table, you come to meet every client as your true authentic self. And like, I don't know how many agents do that, but I mean, for you, I feel like that's so clear in you guys' business. And it's crazy because I was, I was, I had lunch the other day and I was saying, I said to some of the agents, I was with my title folks and I was with another agent from uh, another brokerage. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to talk to Sky tomorrow. They're like, oh, Sky? (laughs) Oh, Sky. Everybody, everybody, oh, Sky, he's amazing, you know? Like, that's awesome. Your yeah. authentic self, that's so, that's so cool. That's awesome. That's really cool, man. And I think, too, it's like one of those things where I think we operate, our society is really becoming this comparison society where we find we, we and social media, I think, is a big culprit of this, but comparison is a deeper joy. 
And the minute you find yourself comparing yourself to other people, especially based off a falsehood of social media and what's being presented on social media, is the minute that you're going to start creating structures of unhappiness, of failure, of I'm not good enough, fill in the blank. And I think that's a really big thing and a really big trap that a lot of entrepreneurs and realtors especially fall into is the fact that they look around them on social media, see these images, which are frankly meaningless, and they get away from consistency, authenticity, providing value. Yeah. Yeah. How do you tell your agents to, how do you coach your agents on getting over that? Because I know for me this year, like it's been, like I said, it's been taking a step back and I'm seeing all these like, I mean, we work at Compass. I'm seeing all these great agents closing all these big deals and it's like, it's okay. (laughs) Take a step back. Like, how do you coach them through? Like, it's probably been a tough year for a lot of agents this year, you know, as we're normalizing and all those things. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is you got to go back into routine structure, right? So the the first step is you got to create a routine and a structure that you operate in. And this is where the consistency comes in. Um, And in your routine, one of the things that you have to come back to is you got to practice things like gratitude. You have to practice the things that are going to bring you joy. So whatever it might be. So if you're listening to this right now, I want you to think about what makes you happy for in real life, not in this fake social media world. Because the reality is agents are posting these things on social media, but you have no idea what the reality is. They're, they're presenting a snapshot, but that, that deal, maybe they gave up their commission because there is a mess up. Maybe there is an issue that, uh, they've been up every night for till midnight dealing with, et cetera, right? And, and <laughs> at the end of the day, you, if you look at that and you say, man, I wish I was that person. I wish I should. Yeah. Yep. So key words to pay attention to are I wish, I yeah. should, Got it. I, I, you know, I should yeah. be doing this. No, that, that, those are all traps that you're setting for yourself. And the whole thing you got to come back to is you got to come back to a routine that builds happiness. Hey, first off, and we talk about this at Six Amers. Absolutely. What are you going to do that's healthy, selfish for you as an individual? And then what are you going to do that's healthy, selfish for you as a business? And the trap we fall into is we often fall into the important versus urgent trap where we are always doing these things that are urgent, answering emails, dropping off checks, putting up a lockbox, hanging a sign. Yep. Right, you you can make a, a big list of urgent items that need to get done. Yep. But what we do is we make ourselves feel good because we're doing all this busy work or urgent work, and we're avoiding the important stuff. Important stuff are things that don't need to happen. Nothing bad will happen if you don't do it. And I'll. It's easier to relate this on a personal level. Yeah. Absolutely. An example of important stuff versus urgent on a personal level. Important is going to work out for 30 minutes. Urgent is taking the trash out, right? I got like, you. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and we feel good. Hey, I took the trash out today. Like, that's great. Like, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And if I don't work out for 30 minutes that day, nothing will happen. Dude. But then yep. the next day I don't do it. And I'm going to find something else I need. I need to fold the laundry. Yep. Yep. Once again, urgent, not important, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, it's easy to understand this in the personal side, but then we relate it to the business side. 
Well, one of the most important things you can do as a business is you can create deep connections with the people you know. Well, that's important because those connections typically, there's usually not an immediate gratification given when you provide something of value to someone you know. Right. And, but, and it's important, but not down urgent. the road. Yeah. But down the road, hey, that's what pays your bills. Yeah. Boom. Down the road, when I work out, I'm going to be so healthy. I'm going to see my grandkids, my great grandkids. Down the road, when I reach out with items of value and I work on my database, work on my systems, work on the things that nothing bad is going to happen today if I don't do that. Right. But everything bad is going to happen in the future if I don't do that. Right. Right. I love that. So if you were to break it down to, okay, there are two, three things that I do every day. So like for me, it's like you already said gratitudes. You already said gym. And I know you're you're like a health freak and thrill seeker like I am. Um, yeah. So like if I don't get up and go to the gym, like I was in the gym doing 6 a.m. this morning, like I, I don't feel right. Like I can't, I, I, I'm not mentally there yeah. for the day yeah. if I'm not in the gym for that day. Like what are your like, and it might be five things because those are, that's two already, gratitude, gym, like what are some of those other things? Yeah. If you are a real estate agent, you would say you should be doing every day. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is that you need to separate your personal from your business, right? Because mo- I'll give you the first thing you should not do. Okay. On a, if you're a real estate agent, the first thing you should not do is wake up and check your phone. Cool. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> the Talk. minute you wake up and check your phone is the minute your day starts. <laughs> right. And it's so critical to make sure you put your oxygen mask on first, right? This is a concept in the plane. Don't put it on your kid first, put it on you first. So you're good. Then you can help your kid. Well, real estate agents, what we do constantly is help everyone else, but avoid ourselves. So the first thing is we got to create a personal routine and, and it's hard to give you, I'll give you mine, but I don't want to say to everyone on this call that this is what you should do because of the fact that it has to go back to you. So for me, I have three things. I read, Uh I meditate, I exercise. Got it. Okay. One, two, three. And and the great thing about that is that there is, I don't put anything really other than those parameters around that. You know, I don't say I need to read. If I read one page, cool, I read. Check. If I meditate for one minute, check. If I go and I do a hundred, 20 push-ups. Check, Check. right? Cool. But the key thing is waking up and having that routine and that like sort of mental or physical checkbox where I can say, check, check, check. All right. Now let me turn on the phone. Do you know what I mean? All right. Now when I turn the phone on though, I need to have the same mentality within my business. Yeah. What is the oxygen mask I can put on myself for my business? And I'll give you the three I would recommend for every agent. Number one, in this market especially, you need to know your local numbers. What's going on in your local market? Number two, you need to deepen the connections with people you know. And number three, you need to provide value to those people. Those are the three things everyone should do every single day in their business. And if you remember, we just, we just finished the first CMA Day two-week challenge. Yep. The, the mindset is that if I spend 15 minutes knowing my numbers, deepening my connection and relationships and providing value. And I do that in under 15 minutes. And I just do it once a day. 
right. compounding effects. What is that going to be in my life for my business? I love that. I love that. And I mean, I didn't do all the CMAs, but I got the few that I got out. I mean, I still got great. Like I've got one client who's chasing his house, who the kid has made like over almost $200,000 in his house in like a couple of years. It's like crazy. And he's tracking it like constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then another client who's like, Hey, Oh my God, it went up that much. Maybe I should sell. You yeah. know, and it's, it's crazy how much comes out of those little conversations. That's right. Um, and that, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. Well, go ahead. and John, let's, let's actually, let me flip the table for a second. Like, sure. why did you not do it each day for under 15 minutes? Like what, what got in the way? Just uh, honestly, just time. And then right now I'm kind of doing, I've just got so much going on right now. It's become one of those times for me where it's like business, work, life, bills, you know, it's just one yeah. of those family times where everything is a little psycho, but I mean, 15 minutes a day, it doesn't, I, I honestly just wanted to power through all of them and then just send out the emails. Like I can do 15 of these, 14 of these for the two weeks and then boom, done. you know. And what you could do is you could also schedule them to go out. And this way, you know, that email went out that day and it took you zero minutes right. that day, right. but you did something important that day. Definitely. I love and that. that's I think the thing I want to give you, the gift I can give you is that Appreciate every single day, if you do this, and for any agent listening to this call, if you do this, and it doesn't need to necessarily be that, right? But you could yeah. do something similar. If every day you're not learning your local numbers, updating your database, and then connecting with people you know, you're slowly taking backward steps in your business. Yeah. You don't, like you're that. going, you're... <laughs> There's a, a really famous line, you're failing so slow that you don't even realize it. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, like, we're both big fans of Atomic Habits. That's one of the books that we read in Great 6 a.m. or, you know, and it's, what, 1% every day. 1%, 1% every day. day. Look, yeah. if I can get a little bit better every day, you know, how much better will I be at the end of the year? And like you said, like, it's... It's just like a little thing that honestly, I probably should have, I could have knocked out all those CMAs. You just, yeah. you just don't, they fall by the wayside. It, exactly. It's one of those things. Um, so as we talk about books, like you're reading every month, um, what are like, what do you have on the schedule for future books that we should read? And then what are some of the books that like resonate the most for you that we've done since mm. 6am or started? So um, we're just, this month coming up in September of uh, 2022, we're going to be reading The Gap and the Game. Okay. I can't wait to read this. I've heard cool. so many good things about this book. Um, cool. So I'm very excited about that. As far okay. as books, there's three books I usually recommend to people. Um, the first one is Compound Effect. Love it. And the Compound Effect is it's similar to Atomic Habits, yeah. doing small things that compound over time. CMA a day. Absolutely. Doing one CMA in one day will not have any impact on your business, your life. Yeah. But you do that every single day for a year, I can guarantee your business will be in a whole different place because yeah. it's a compounding effect. So compound effect is number one. I would probably argue uh, atomic habits would be my second one cool. because of the fact that it's such a, it, it reinforces a lot of what you're learning in compound effect. Um, and then, you know, I would probably recommend number three, the go-giver, which is all about providing value to people that, you okay. know, and, like and creating that. a business based around giving. 
and based around love and kindness and, and generosity. Um, let's see, those are, those are three really good reads that okay. I would give everyone. So cool. Cool. I like, I, I haven't read the go-giver, so I might have to throw that in. Throw really in quick, there. easy quick. read, man. Okay. Really cool. quick and easy. So cool. I'll throw that in there. Um, I keep suggesting as one of my 6 a.m. or suggestions, think like a monk. If you haven't read that yet. Jay Shetty. I mean, great. We did I read love that. Jay. Okay, cool. Great I missed book. that monk. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Hey, there's been a lot of them. At this yeah. Point. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I was there early. I was there early. Um, but now you're starting 6 a.m. podcast. So yeah. what's to come with? Can you talk about it? Like yeah. what's to come with that? And when are we starting and when can we tune in and all that good stuff? Well, you know, the, the best part about it is that the hard work of recording the actual episodes is, is done, right? Because right. it's just part of what we are normally doing. Absolutely. For everyone that's called, I might be listening. The Six Amers is a, a morning achievement accountability group um, that was formed in April 2020 during the pandemic. And basically, it's, it is a group that exists within Compass. Um, we operate with Compass. You sign up every month, and we're really obsessed with how to be happier in our life, and you know how to build positivity in the morning and start your day in a way with community and positivity and fun and all the good stuff. So then, when I go into my work day, I go in a better person. Um, so the we've recorded hundreds of you know recordings. And I was sitting on it and, you know, my mom or people outside of Compass are like, hey, can I listen? I'm like, oh, yeah, let me try to download this and email to you. Right. Finally, like, what am I doing? Like, we have all this really, really great stuff. Amazing content. We, right. We got to share this with people. So we're just about to launch season one. And what we did, we went back and picked 24 of the episodes that were really powerful to start. And we recorded a little bit of a beginning and ending of it, went out to L.A. And uh, they're in the, still in the process of being edited. Uh, as of right now, you can actually go on to Apple or Spotify or any podcast uh, hosting site, and you can hear the trailer as well. So Love I'll it. send you a little ink. And, Can't uh, wait. Yeah. yeah, two weeks. It's coming out in two weeks. So I'm very excited about it. I'm super excited. Um, and then when you're not doing everything at Compass – and you're not, you know, running around helping all the agents who are emailing you like, hey, can I do this? Can you do my podcast? <laughs> what do you do in your free time? I know you have yeah. two little, little ones. Um, how do you stay motivated and fresh on your own? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing I'll say, yeah, two amazing children, uh, Mackenzie, who's 12, and Hudson, who's 10. And uh, just you're incredible. Um, I would argue that I practice something I call being healthy selfish at a high degree. Healthy mm -hmm. selfish means you are you do selfish things for yourself that are healthy. And uh, so in my in my spare time, there's nothing I like better than being physical, like going to the gym, going for a run, being outside. It, it really fuels my soul. Um, and which once again doesn't not everyone is like that, but that for me is like my happy place. Um, other things I love, I love playing golf. I love socializing with people. I love, you know, my I have deep friendships and connections with my family and, and I'm very, very selfish in protecting those and, uh, making sure that those are a major piece of my life. I love 
Oh, man. It's so, so important. I'm trying to get better with, I mean, I have two little ones now, so I'm, I'm definitely trying to get better at like carving out time and making sure, especially like in our business, I can't even imagine yeah. like, it's tough. It's tough. We're constantly running and I'm like, all right, I got to carve out this time for these little folks. These John, little folks. I, another gift I'm going to give you. It's not sure. hard. Yeah. Go for it. It's easy. Yeah. As long as you practice it. And, <laughs> and we got to recognize it's hard yeah. because we don't practice it. Totally. The more totally. you practice it, the easier it gets. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the reality is you can't be all things to all people at all times. And when you try to do that, you right. stop practicing being yeah. happy. Happiness yeah. just doesn't happen out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It doesn't. You got to practice it every single day. Yeah. So when you wake up, your first thought is, how am I going to practice happiness today? And if that means I don't email someone back, if that means I don't, you, you good example is our trying to do this podcast, right? Yeah. Like, right. I said, right. you like, it's going to be very difficult for me to give you time to find, go into the studio, et cetera. But yep. if we can do yep. it, great. We made it work. We got it done. <laughs> we made exactly. It work. I exactly. Love it. I love it. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate you. I know you're super busy. Um, are there any other gems for agents as we're going into this crazy environment? We're normalizing. Things are kind of, things seem like they're kind of chilling out a little bit right now. Um but any advice, anything else you want to leave folks with? Challenge yourself to become healthy, selfish in your life and healthy, selfish in your business. And if every day you wake up and you, you practice this concept of doing things that are good for you. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, I mean, when I say this, I, I'm not talking about hours and hours of it. I'm talking about very small amounts of time. But that has to happen first. You got to take care of yourself first. And if you don't take care of yourself first, you are slowly dying a slow death and failing a slow failure. So real. Yeah. And, and you have to take care of you, number one. I love that. And it's, I'm going to use skies. It's progress over perfection, right? Always. And look. Always. Keep doing the work. We appreciate you. Always. And I can't wait for this to come out. I'm going to have to uh, get my guys to chop and screw it, edit it up, and make it sound beautiful because uh, we know you deserve it. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate you, John. I appreciate everything you're doing, all the positivity you're putting out there, all the effort that you're, yeah. you're creating. So just keep at it and have progress over perfection every single day and be healthy, hey. selfish. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. All right, brother. Peace. Appreciate it. Thanks.